are listening to Nate the Hate on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, MVG. What's going on, Nate? Great to be here. Great to have you, as always. And be sure to subscribe and like the video. And as always, a reminder, we do have Streamlabs if you want to support the channel. And today we have a dedication because we had a $100 donation from the channel's favorite fan, Shamsa. Thank you again for your generosity and, su and support, Shamsa. And once again, this episode is dedicated to you. And if you want to support the channel, you can find our Streamlabs link in the description below. You can donate any dollar amount you wish, and you can ask us a question, and we will answer it at the end of the episode. If you donate $100 or more, we will dedicate the episode to you. And we're going to go right into today's topic, which is Nintendo's 2020, because they have finally dated their big holiday game, the one I've been talking about now for a few months. And that title is a brand new Zelda game, and it is titled... Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Now this is a prequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but with a twist, it is like Hyrule Warriors. It is a Dynasty Warriors style game. We're gonna have a lot of hack and slash action. We're gonna have epic battles. And Nintendo did go far enough to specify that there are gonna be environmental puzzles. You're going to unlock new weapons, abilities. You're gonna visit shops. And this is a really creative way for Nintendo to approach a prequel to Breath of the Wild because we are anticipating Breath of the Wild 2. A lot of people thought it was coming this year. It's not. And this is, I guess you could call it a replacement. But before we get into the topic of Hyrule Warriors 2, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Directs for the year of 2020. Because, I mean, look at the last two weeks. Last week, we had Nintendo talk about Super Mario 3D All-Stars. This week, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And they have pretty much have detailed the full extent of their 2020 holiday lineup. They don't really have any more games coming from first party, first party partners at this point. And a lot of people have been anticipating a general direct for 2020. And I think this was the final nail in that coffin. What do you think on that? Well, Nate, you did, you, you did say there would be one more game and you were absolutely right. This is it. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think no more directs uh, for 2020. No more general directs, I should say. No more general directs or no general directs for 2020. It's going to be partner showcases. I think, you know, in the last partner showcase, they said stay tuned for more. So we anticipate and expect to see more of those over, mm -hmm. I guess, the coming weeks. We'll see um, another one come out, maybe, maybe two more, you know, be before it's all said and done. But yeah, I mean, I think the the general directs as we know it, and we we touched on this last week, is is gone. You know, at least for a while. Uh, it'll probably return at some point next year, but I think uh, twenty twenty is you know is pretty much they've they've buttoned it up now. You know, this is it. So there may be a couple of um, announcements, smaller announcements potentially, but. I think yeah. I mean, I think uh, you know the message here is pretty strong that um, this is their, this is their you know uh, holiday game and and with this and Mario All Stars 3D and Pikmin 3, it's not a bad bad way to round out the year. I mean, obviously it's been a a pretty tough year for Nintendo and and everyone else certainly, but given the circumstances, the releases we've seen this year and and closing out with with Hyrule Warriors, I, I think it's it's pretty good all things considered yeah they seem to be closing a lot stronger than what had previously been the trajectory of the year because we 
had Animal Crossing, then we went to Clubhouse Games, we went to Paper Mario, and then there was this, you know, a void of silence. It was kind of like, well, what's Nintendo doing for this holiday? And there was a lot of, you know, the anticipation that, well, we're in July. Maybe they'll have a direct and they'll talk about the holiday. July came and went. We got into August. It was like, maybe they'll have a direct, talk about the holiday. August came and went. And we kept waiting for Nintendo to come out with a first party announcement. And it happened last week. It started the month of September when they dated 3D All-Stars. And still people kind of had that expectation of maybe Nintendo will show the E3 Direct that they would have had in June and we'll just get it in the month of September. And with Hyrule Warriors being announced today, even the format of the presentation itself, it kind of had a direct feel to it. So had they filmed an E3 Direct and started to produce it, I'd say it's clear at this point that they have sliced it up and they've put some of the third-party announcements in the partner showcases. In fact, some of the games that have been in the partner showcases were originally E3 announcements. And anything that Nintendo may have had planned, I think now they're doing these Twitter drops for those potential E3 reveals. And the Twitter drops seem to be working for Nintendo. It's, you know, you're not anticipating them. You wake up in the morning, Twitter drop, Nintendo announces a brand new game, and it's coming out soon. They date it. I mean, 3D All-Star is dated two weeks, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's announced, comes out two, two weeks later. Hyrule Warriors announced today, comes out just over two months. We have Pikmin 3 coming out the end of October. They are utilizing the Twitter drops in Nuggy. I'd say it's a clever way. They're gaining a lot of social media attention. They're, you know, they're the talk of gaming today. And that's no small feat considering Microsoft confirmed, though not exactly the way they wanted to, but they confirmed details about Xbox Series S. They confirmed pricing, launch date, specs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's big news. That's a next-gen console, and a lot of people are talking instead about a Breath of the Wild prequel with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, and that's a win for Nintendo. Obviously, Nintendo's was planned. This was something that they were building marketing towards, whereas Microsoft was just forced due to leaks. And, you know, bravo to Nintendo that they're making this work. It kind of reminds me of gaming back when I was a kid where, you know, I'd go to school, be 3 o'clock in the afternoon when I got home from, you know, baseball practice. I'd go to IGN. And I'd see what the news was for the day and be like, oh, look at all these new announcements that happened today. And it's it's fresh. It's kind of exciting not to know what's going to happen. But they still have to address the big elephant in the room, and that's how they're going to handle partner showcases. Because the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase still has a stigma around it. And I don't know if there's an easy way to rectify the problem. Because the problem is you watch directs to see Nintendo software. And these partner yeah. showcases don't have Nintendo software. So it's, and the last two, none of the games are inherently bad in them. They're fine announcements, but on their own, they just lack that, you know, that spark, that energy that really gets the Nintendo fan base excited. They need to have a partner showcase, let's say this month, that has that big, out-of-nowhere third-party announcement. Because so far, we haven't had that take place in a partner showcase. So, like, this month is the Tokyo Game Show. Capcom loves Tokyo Game Show. We've seen the rumors that Monster Hunter for Switch could be announced soon. What a better game to have in the partner showcase than Monster Hunter for the Switch. But, 
and I will debate myself here with my own counter, <laughs> is that it's Tokyo Game Show, it's Capcom, it's Monster Hunter. Yeah. Why am I going to put it into a partner showcase if I'm Capcom? I'm going to have all the I'm going to have all eyes on me. I can reveal this at my own leisure, and people are going to be excited. I don't need the partner showcase to gain me that advantage. Whereas a general direct would have given you more eyes, more excitement than the partner showcase. And, you know, I'm not going to say Nintendo's 0 for 2 with the partner showcases. That's too harsh. But it does feel like maybe some of the energy and anticipation and hype for these unannounced shadow dropped directs is waning. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you woke up tomorrow and there was a partner showcase, are you going to immediately click on it? Are you going to be like, well, you know, I'll look at the summary really quick, or I'm just going to, I'll watch it at, you know, two times the speed so I can get through it really <laughs> quick. If I see something cool, then I'll go back to normal speed. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, eh, I like, do you feel any excitement for a partner showcase right now due to the reception or the overall quality of the prior two? I, I mean, I always like to see what, what's coming. So I, I, there's always some excitement, but, but based on the last couple of them you know the it's been it's been a little subdued i would say my excitement for them but you know uh, every time there's a new game announcement i'm always interested so you know i i would definitely um get i wouldn't i wouldn't say get hyped for a partner showcase but i would i would definitely watch it and and you know get excited about one uh -huh. i guess you know my question nate is we've seen a whole bunch of Twitter drops, you know, we've seen Pikmin 3 get a Twitter drop, we've seen the Mario All-Stars collection, and now we've seen Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Why do you think Nintendo resorted to these Twitter drops and not just bundle these in a general direct style where they basically just put all three of them in? Because if they put all three of them in, in a general direct, that would potentially have a bigger impact. But mm -hmm. I guess... You know what, what? What do you think the reason they they just kind of went the, the Twitter out is it is it purely because logistically it's and we we've talked about this before it's very difficult to mount a direct right now or do you think um, you know Furukawa's comments earlier this year about how they're trying different things is ultimately you know where they're going with this? I would say it might be a combination of the two because when we look at I'll just use the last two presentations as example. The Mario production, I mean, it wasn't super high end, but it was a quality production. Today's announcement, you had, you know, two interviews take place. Yeah. And then you had the trailer, you had some gameplay shown, you had an explanation of the game. So the logistics of having to put those two together into a general direct, that's pretty much already finished. You filmed with the people, you have your script, you drop them simultaneously worldwide anyways. So it could have been part of a bigger presentation, but it may just be that, you know, the smaller announcements, like what we've seen in the partner showcases, that might be more of the issue of just coming to terms with these partners and coming together. Like if we took the prior two partner showcases and combined them, and then we added in Nintendo's last three announcements with Pikmin 3, 3D All-Stars and Age of Calamity. Yeah. And we bundled that as a general direct. And let's say it aired in towards the end of July. Mm -hmm. But now we're not getting anything from Nintendo except maybe like a mini, you yeah. know, let, let's assume September. 
would it have been wise to go for like that whole month of August potentially with no new information? Or maybe just sit there and say, you know, we don't have huge announcements right now. Let's space them out. Let's do a partner showcase. Let's do once a, one a month. Any first party stuff, we'll do the Twitter drops. And, you know, we'll be we'll be the talk for the day. Yep. People will cover us. And this way, maybe each game gets a little more representation and more of a you know moment in the spotlight than, I mean, look at those games in the partner showcase. Everyone would have been really talking about two games, 3D All-Stars and Age of Calamity. Yeah, absolutely. And this way, I guess the partner showcase games, they get a little more recognition. They get a little more time to shine. Unfortunately, they're also the victim of just the partner showcases not being what the fans want. But maybe now that we are two in, that expectation can come down for the partner showcases and people can just enjoy, you know, a 10 minute presentation of some third party games coming to switch. Mm -hmm. I do think they need to kind of cultivate a better image around it. And they have to choose higher quality games to highlight in it. You need a big announcement to get it back on track. And for 2020, we're still waiting on a lot of games from EA. We're waiting yeah. for like Need for Speed, which leaked on retailer sites. We're waiting for Plants vs. Zombies. Doom Eternal uh, for Bethesda. Yeah, we're, yeah, Doom Eternal has gone missing. We are still waiting on a release date for Doom Eternal. Like, mm -hmm. There's a lot of quality third-party games we're still waiting for release dates on. I mean, we can even include you know, Bravely Default 2 or No More Heroes 3 if we want. Yeah. We're waiting on a lot of software to be dated, and there's still games that I have heard about from some third-party developers that are slated for 2020 that have yet to be announced. And, you know, we're in September. There's still time if you're going to make it out this year. But those are the games you want in a partner showcase. Don't leave it to the developers to announce these games. Like, don't leave it on Bethesda to come out and say Doom Eternal is coming to Switch on, you know, October 25th. Get that in a partner showcase. Get it. Ex get people excited. Make that, that premiere game of the show mm -hmm. and people are going to tune in and you know that's it's an interesting thing for 2020 and nintendo's approach because they could still just do the minis which typically have some sort of first party content be it you know smash brothers character reveal which we're still waiting on yeah i mean that could easily be a mini direct right where they announce next the next smash brothers character or dlc or the pokemon dlc as well yes yeah, I mean, those are two things from Nintendo that we're still waiting on for 2020. Now they both could be Twitter drops. But I'm not going to dismiss the idea that maybe Nintendo does have a slightly more substantial direct coming, you know, I'll say in the next six weeks mm -hmm. that has, you know, the Pokemon content, Smash Brothers, and some third-party stuff. My heart tells me we're just going to get partner showcases in September and October. Yep. But... Which you know, I think too. my my fan my inner <laughs> fan says let's have at least a mini but general directs yeah. we'll see you again in 2021 yeah i think you brought up some really interesting points i think the big one that i that i took away from what you said was nintendo are basically spacing this out you know they're they're trying to come up with a a a schedule a roadmap to announce these things so they don't have a huge gap of time. So let's go back and, and, and kind of revisit what you said. If they did bundle everything, the two partner showcases plus Pikmin 3 
plus Mario All-Stars 3D plus Age of Calamity as a general direct at the end of, do you say July or August? Um, that, that would be a pretty good show. I mean, that would be a pretty solid general direct to have, right? I think people would walk away thinking, man, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. But you're right. We would be sitting here right now in the second week of September wondering, well, what's next? What's coming next? There's got to be more. There's got to be more, you know, and, and this is their way of basically telling, telling everyone this is it, you know, other than a couple of, I don't want to say loose ends. That's not very fair on, on, on um, Pokemon DLC and, and Smash Brothers, but other than some uh, additional announcements that will come, I mean, this is their way of saying yes. We we are we are done for the year. And um, I, look, I, it's very difficult to to come up with a plan that they could have done better than this. Even though the partner showcases haven't been received as well as as probably they had hoped. To your point, a direct usually means that there is something special from Nintendo that's announced. Um, I I think they've done the best they can, you know, given given the circumstances. And look, they they were in a you know in a situation, um, you know, maybe a month or so ago where everyone was like, you know, what are you guys doing right now? We we don't know what's happening, and the way that you're communicating or not communicating is is very concerning to us, but. They have responded to that. Um, I mean, literally every single week we've we've had an announcement from them over the last couple of weeks or last three weeks, and I think that's going to continue. Um, you know, with a, another partner showcase and and like you said, probably one in October as well. Hopefully, you know, by the end of the year we'll we'll see some some teasers of what's coming next year. I'm still hopeful we will see some some type of breath of the wild 2 uh trailer or some some update uh, i know we're going to talk about that here um shortly but yeah i mean get us excited for 2021 and and really you know we, we heard that there's a possibility of, of new hardware coming um with a a focus on 2021 deliverables so um you know tease us with with what's next i think that would be a good way to, to finish off a, a pretty tough year, but a, also a very successful one for them from a you know monetary perspective. Yeah, from a business perspective, Nintendo is having an outstanding year. They're selling just droves of hardware. Software is selling at you know record-breaking pace. We're seeing Animal Crossing's just explosive sales, 20 million in a very limited amount of time, and that's just nothing short of astonishing and now you have 3D All-Stars coming up. You have the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity coming up. And, you know, Nintendo is going to enjoy strong sales this holiday, especially from their evergreen software, because we know they're going to bundle, you know, be it Mario Kart, they're going to bundle something this holiday, and that's going to move hardware, it's going to move software. So from a business side, Nintendo's having an outstanding year. And now let's jump into Breath of the Wild 2. Let's start at Video Game Awards, the mm-hmm. Digital Video Game Awards with Jeff Keighley. Nintendo always has a presence. Age of Calamity is now out for coming out November 20th, so the Game Awards is probably, we figure, what, two to three weeks after yeah, this? Yeah, say, say, say two and a half to three weeks. Do you as the company announce new DLC for this? Because 
this is a game that is just ripe for DLC. We saw a lot of DLC with Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U. Or do you come out and show a brand new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2? Because you know that's what people want. You just kind of gave them a little appetizer of a new Breath of the Wild content with Age of Calamity, and everyone's waiting for that main course of two. Do you go to the Game Awards and show a new trailer? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I've always kind of said that there would be something at the end of the year as far as Breath of the Wild 2. But I did say that, you know, if there is a new trailer, then there needs to be a date associated to it. And that look, that still may be the case. Um, even after we saw um, the announcement of Age of Calamity with some updated information on, you know, how things are progressing with Breath of the Wild 2. I think so, Nate. I mean, I think, you know, we're going into the uh, 35th anniversary of Zelda next year and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think momentum is hot. You know, it's 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 going strong. It's It's been only two weeks since the game. Um, they, I mean, look, they could announce DLC uh, very, very easily. But yeah, I, I, I think we'll see something from Breath of the Wild 2 at the end of this year. Yeah, today, like, they did give us that little update where they say it's going to be a bit longer before they give us news about Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. And, I mean, that can be taken in a lot of ways. What does <laughs> a bit longer mean in Nintendo terms? Does that mean a few more months? Does it mean half a year? Yeah. We really don't know the impacts that COVID may have had on the development team in Japan when they had to shut down the country and go into quarantine. We don't intend, We don't really know Nintendo's work from home situation, how well they adapted, yeah. if they adapted to it well at all. We don't know if development hit a complete standstill. You know, there's a lot of variables, a lot of questions. And the expectation I would say for most people was that Breath of the Wild 2 was going to come out in March of 2021. Basically, you know, repeat what you had in 2017 and have Breath of the Wild 2 launch you know, pretty much the exact same day as the first game. That seems aggressive and, to me, though. Yeah, especially now. I, yeah. I, that's completely off the table to me now due to COVID and everything else. And it's a Zelda game. They always get delayed, even without pandemics. I mean, that's that's what I, what I kind of got from um, his comments that don't expect it. Don't expect it in, in March. You know, expect it more uh, summer-ish of 2021. Yeah, and... I would definitely dismiss March as a feasible possibility at this point because you're coming out with Age of Calamity in November. You're going to want to give that game more than a five to six month shelf life before releasing the sequel to Breath of the Wild. You know, you don't want Breath of the Wild 2 out when you just came out with the prequel a couple of months prior. You kind of want the prequel to live and breathe a bit, let people experience the story to its fullest, fill in that gap that we didn't get with the first game, and then you go to Breath of the Wild 2 let's say late summer 2021 now yeah but we can't dismiss the idea that maybe it's even holiday of 2021 because let's say nintendo finishes the game in august they might sit on it for another two to three months and say well it's better it's better for us to position it as a holiday release especially since it's not like metroid prime 4 is coming out next year so (laughs) they need a holiday game and breath of the wild 2 could potentially be it but for the sake of this discussion we'll operate that the game's coming out either summer or holiday of next year well i guess the the other factor to consider is where does the and i'm assuming this will happen where does the 35th anniversary collection fit Mm -hmm. into into this puzzle well that's the thing like let's use the retailer who had the posting for skyward sword hd 
Yeah. Let's entertain that as truth. Nintendo's not just going to have one Zelda game for the 35th anniversary of, you know, the franchise. It's not just going to be like Skyward Sword HD and Breath of the Wild 2. Right. They're likely to celebrate this in a bigger fashion. I'm not necessarily going to say it's going to be identical to what we're seeing with the Mario 35th. Maybe we get a collection of games. I don't think it would be all that difficult to port Twilight Princess HD or Wind Waker HD to the Switch, tack on Skyward Sword HD, and you have a nice, you know, yep. three-pack game right there. You can charge 60 bucks for it, or you can just do those two games for a discounted price of, let's say, 40, $49.99, and Skyward Sword is its own release, and then you end the year at Breath of the Wild 2, and you kind of fill those gaps with those other Zelda games. So if you start the year, because Zelda's anniversary, I believe, is February. But that's part of this current fiscal year. Right. So I don't see them releasing a Zelda game in February 2021 when we have Super Mario 3D World Deluxe and Bowser's Fury coming out in February. I don't see them releasing a Mario and a Zelda in the same month. So... Yeah. They might make mention of it saying we're going to celebrate Zelda this year. This celebration starts in April when we release Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD. Okay. 35th anniversary starts, you know, decently. Then ideally we have an E3 2021 in some form, or we at least have an E3 direct. We have a June direct from Nintendo. Then you announce Skyward Sword HD and you have a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer hopefully ending with a release date. And depending on the launch timing, let's just for the sake, we say Breath of the Wild is a holiday game. You drop Skyward Sword in the summer and there's your 35th anniversary of releases for you know the Zelda franchise. Nice, maybe even some DLC for Age of Calamity for 2021. Yep. Just to give it something to tie us over to Breath of the Wild 2 coming out with this prequel. Yeah. Just a little extra, like, ooh, that has me intrigued. I hope I see it play out in the sequel. And with good marketing, that's exactly what they'd probably do. So next year for Zelda can be very interesting. And if we do look at today's announcement and try to figure out what does this mean for Breath of the Wild 2, I would simply come to the conclusion that it's not coming out in the first half of 2021. We're looking at a second half release. Yeah, I... Yeah, totally agree. I mean, uh, Anuma's you know comments for me just rang rang true with with that that I think it's it's going to be later on in the year, second half of the year. Um, I guess my my question, Nate, is where do you think before COVID? Where do you think the puzzles fit with with both of these games? Because I mean, these games were were always happening; they're always on the on the cards. So, mm-hmm. do you think? Um, this was still going to be a holiday 2020 2020 game and breath of the wild 2 was going to be a march 2021 or do you you know do you think maybe the pieces were a little different before covid i think the pieces were a little different not significantly different um like if we use the mario games as the example we likely should have had 3d world deluxe come out in october yes Instead of February, we would have had Pikmin 3 release back in June or even May. So I'm not exactly sure what slot that Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity would fill. Maybe it may still have been positioned as that November release. And 
part of that still doesn't sit well with me because it kind of feels like why would you only give this game you know four or five months yeah. before you would release the sequel now i could also say maybe maybe it would have came out next maybe it would have been reversed if breath of the wild 2 was ready for this holiday by some miracle maybe you release hyrule warriors in the first half of next year the release order doesn't make any sense then because mm-hmm. you would think you'd want the prequel out before the sequel but it feels like they really had a tight gap here if the if the original game plan really was to have breath of the wild 2 out by march and to still have this title slotted in for you know a holiday release maybe it would maybe it could have came out in september or even august if there wasn't covid and everything maybe this game would have been done a couple of months prior but you know it's really tough to gauge where this game could have been slotted in without the pandemic if we still maintain the idea of breath of the wild 2 was coming out in march of next year because i still want to give this game at least a good six months on its own yeah for fans to invest in it play it enjoy it before getting you know really excited about the sequel that everyone is waiting for you don't want to cut this game's legs off prematurely especially if the lore could potentially link into the sequel well it does <laughs> right i mean it 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 does as far as you know that the calamity and 100 100 years uh-huh. before the events of breath of the wild i mean it absolutely does so yeah you're right i mean i i think they would need to give the the game enough of breathing room for it to kind of run its course and 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 not get kind of cannibalized by you know breath of the wild 2 so I, I yeah i i think it's interesting to speculate where where the pieces fit before covid i mean i think i think that this was always going to be a holiday game i don't know if it was a a november game per se maybe maybe it was something that was more along the lines of you know october or or september was always going to be mario so maybe september wasn't the right play but um you know maybe it was a october game or maybe it, it 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 was going to take the place of you know where paper mario fit in in the release schedule but yeah i I think there, there there should have been enough time for this game to to have enough breathing room before Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. Two was was released. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, it's fun to speculate on that idea. Unfortunately, we don't live in that timeline. <laughs> we right. live in this weird timeline of 2020 <laughs> where nothing makes sense and the points don't matter. And you know, now we'll pivot into the actual game of the moment: Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. And as we kind of touched on. It is a prequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. You're going to battle as Link and Zelda, as well as the Guardians from Breath of the Wild 1. And in the trailer, we saw some of the characters from the game. We saw a young Impa, mm-hmm. who you will remember was a very old, frail woman. Yep. In Breath of the Wild 1, because this does take 100 years before, this is the story we heard about, but didn't actually see. This is actually what I thought the Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild One DLC was going to be when they announced it. I thought we were going to see the Guardians and their struggle to contain Ganon and how they failed, and then the DLC was nothing like that. And it's cool to see them actually make reference and give us this experience. And this is the perfect way to experience this type of game because the Warrior games are about epic battles, and from the story we were told in Breath of the Wild One. It was an epic war of good versus evil and you know good failed they had to put link to sleep the guardians 
were defeated and Zelda was in a endless battle with Ganon, but the Calamity destroyed Hyrule. And when you look at today's trailer, what I found really neat is you could see the towns flourishing. Yeah. You see Hyrule in its full glory. It wasn't ruins after the hundred years of the Calamity just destroying you know, humanity. And that's that's exciting to me. Dude, I, I love everything about um, what we've seen so far. I mean, there's a lot of people that that have never played a, a Dynasty Warriors style game before. Hyrule Warriors, the original one, was was a, an excellent game, but you know, a lot of people didn't really didn't really give it a go because you know it wasn't a traditional, obviously Zelda game as far as what you know RPG elements and stuff. But I think this is a, it's a very smart move to to make a game like this and give it that that backstory and you know let us know what what happened during that war and and get fans of breath of the wild and you know there's literally millions of them out there interested in this it's it's a very very smart crossover a very smart move i love what i've seen of this game so far the art style is oh my god it, it's it's amazing um <laughs> dude i i'm hyped i'm really hyped for this game i look okay i get it nintendo could couldn't give us breath of the wild 2 this year no issues there at all but this is probably the next best thing and i'm very yeah. excited for it yeah i think that's the perfect way to describe it. this is the next best thing if you couldn't give us breath of the wild 2 what better than giving us a prequel and whenever i watch the trailer you see link throw the bomb yes you see it blow up that. and yes. you, you could see the structures actually collapse and that's something breath of the wild didn't even have Yep. So they've increased the physics and the way they've captured the look of Breath of the Wild down to the T. That's but- what I really liked because, you know, I, I was a little concerned because, you know, when you played like Hyrule Warriors, um, <laughs> it was in the art style of, you know, what, what Koei Tecmo's vision was. Um, it, 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 I mean, look looked great, don't get me wrong, but it it didn't really tie back to anything that, that we were that familiar with. With this, I mean, it literally looks like a breath of the wild game in yes. in that universe with the same everything is this you know is down is done perfectly like the fonts of of the text everything just looks <laughs> and feels exactly the same and man I, I can't wait yeah and i love that and i know i've seen some people express the concern of well hyrule warriors on the wii u was you know it was a lot of the zelda games it was the yeah. original zelda it covered basically the whole franchise up to that point Whereas this is just Breath of the Wild. And I understand you might be concerned, well, maybe it's a little limited in content. It's a Warriors game. You're going to spend hundreds of hours with it. They can give us DLC. But if they can tell us a coherent story, and we see characters that we saw from Breath of the Wild 1 younger, be it the King of Hyrule, Impa, any, you know, the Guardians, we can see Hyrule flourish. We see all that life that it once had. It's, gonna, it's such a nice callback to everything. And like we know the story. We know how this game is going to end. It's going to be devastating. Yeah. It's This is basically the crisis core to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good way to put it, but you're right. It is. <laughs> we, know, we know where the road ends, but we don't know the journey to get to the end of the road. Yep. I love that. I love that because, you know, when you first started playing Breath of the Wild, when you first got the game, you had no idea what was going Mm -hmm. on. Like that game kind of just threw you into that world. And 
I, Lude, I love that game. It's it's one of my favorite games of all time. But <laughs> it it didn't really walk you through what what was going on, you know, like, and and this is gonna kind of just answer those pieces. So I'm I'm all about it. Right. They just kind of they gave you bits of information, but they never filled in the gaps. It was, oh, it's been a hundred years. The calamity, you know, is here. Yep. We lost the guardians. They are killed. Zelda's stuck with Ganon in the castle. You fell asleep because we need you to wake up and do it. And when you look at some of the artwork for this game, Link doesn't have the Master Sword. Correct. He's still just a knight yep. to Zelda. And we might see his character develop into the hero who is ultimately going to fail. Mm -hmm. But the journey to get to that point can be amazing. And, I mean, this is pure speculation on my part. We've seen one trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. We saw Link and Zelda going through the crypts below Hyrule Castle. And you see a character that we believe is Ganondorf just, you know, imprisoned yep. down there. And we see some of the artwork in Breath of the Wild 1, and I believe in the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, shows the character of Ganondorf, whether he was a guardian or he was something that stood against them. We could see this character play a role in this game. We might see the fall of Ganondorf and find out why he is imprisoned under the castle. Right. And that's awesome because that's going to get us invested in Breath of the Wild 2 more than we already are saying we've seen what happened to that character. Let's see now what's going to, you know, what's going to happen further with him. He's awakened in Breath of the Wild 2. What terror is he going to unleash? Because we've seen maybe some of the horrors that, you know, he's capable of in Age of Calamity. And that's an awesome tease. Yeah. And that builds hype for the sequel. So this is like this is a masterful release to build more excitement for Breath of the Wild 2. Not that it needed it, but there's so many angles and directions they could take with the story that it's you know it's really an exciting release. And I get a lot of people who may be fans of Breath of the Wild. You might not be a fan of the you know the warrior style game, but I'd still recommend if there's a demo when it comes out, give it a try. Yeah. It, yes, it is hack and slash. But when you learn that combo system, when you get new weapons to mix into it, you're tossing bombs, you're using arrows, you're using boomerangs, hook shots. Like we don't know how far they may take the elements of Breath of the Wild and put it into this game. Because they, they did. They talked about you can go to the visit towns, you can go to shops. We could be gliding in this. There might be some verticality in it. We saw Link jump off what appeared to be a guardian. Yeah. If I can climb in this game, I have that verticality, that Breath of the Wild perfected it's going to open up a whole new way of how you approach warrior games and that's really an exciting prospect at least to me yeah for me as well i mean it doesn't have to be that kind of limited you know formula that that some of the other um warrior style games have had in the past i mean Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, they can they can open this up and make it really something special. And look, I, I think, you know, if you're not a fan of the Warriors games, um, at least give this a go. You know, turn the easy mode on and just enjoy the story. You know, I mean, you know, if if if, if nothing else, I mean, I think what you'll see in this game um, will be nothing short of just incredible as far as the story of the game. So, um, and it will definitely answer those questions that we, we've wanted to know more about since, you know, Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, um very much looking forward to it i i think it's it's a it's a good way to to round off the year um solid release it should do well i mean look no one not everyone that bought breath of the wild is going to pick this game up <laughs> purely because of the game it is the style of game it is but 
I think it'll do well, and I, I think it deserves, you know, its success. And it should stand alone as, as you know, the the prequel to um, Breath of the Wild. And and you know, Breath of the Wild two, as we mentioned, is coming. But let let this game, you know, have its own success and and, and stand alone as a um, its own thing. Now, luckily, we're not going to wait too much longer to find out more information about the game because in the trailer. It, there was a shorter trailer that was put on YouTube. Nintendo did confirm that there will be new information on September 26th. That is the weekend of the Tokyo Game Show. And Koei Tecmo typically has a presence at the Tokyo Game Show, even though Nintendo does not. And mm-hmm. in Japan, Koei Tecmo is going to be handling the publishing duties of the game. So we should maybe we'll get a gameplay demonstration or we get you know just additional information from developer interviews on the game towards the end of this month. So... Maybe even some of the questions we have now will be answered by then in terms of how many playable characters, plans for DLC. Because what we only saw a small glimpse of the playable characters actually in action in the trailer. We primarily just saw Link. We saw some screenshots of Zelda playing, and she uses the Sheikah Slate, where she was throwing, you know, giant crates at enemies and stuff, and it looked amazing. And I, I can't wait to see how the Guardians fight because we really didn't see any of their skills in Breath of the Wild 1, so it's going to be awesome to see how, like, Rivali and all of them play in this game, because when we got to play as, like, all those characters in Hyrule Warriors, Linkle and Impa, and, you know, they were a blast. The the way they handled versus Link almost made you not even want to play as Link. He felt so standard compared to some of the other techniques these characters had, and if we get something similar here, that's going to be really exciting. Now, I do have one question for you, though, and this might cause a little controversy. <laughs> Go on. Considering the story of the game being positioned as a prequel, was it smarter for Nintendo to do it as a Hyrule Warriors release, or would it have been better served as a Breath of the Wild standalone expansion Ooh. where it's just the Age of Calamity, it's Ooh. exactly like Breath of the Wild, it's in, you know, the flourishing Hyrule, and it would have came out, you know, same day, same date. Yeah. But it would have just been Breath of the Wild, still, you know, that yeah. style of gameplay just wouldn't have been Hyrule Warriors. Oh, that, that's a that's a really hard question. There's, oh man, I, I would <laughs> I would I would have preferred some DLC, I guess. Um, but this isn't, you know, th- this is not. Um, this is definitely not something that that's a bad thing, you know, for me. But I mean, if you ask me, you know, you, you can either have one or the other, not both. I'd probably go the DLC option um, mm-hmm. because you know I've I've got an established character in that game and and it, it's it's in that game already and you know that's very familiar to me but I don't have a have an issue with with this but yeah I I, I would probably go the DLC option but you know DLC is, is is also a funny thing because a lot of people tend to just kind of skim over DLC even if it was Breath of the Wild DLC that talked about you know the Age of Calamity. And it was like a, we'll say a five-hour campaign or something that yep. may not have the same impact. What what it would it would not have the same impact as something like this, which is a full release that that basically you know talks about the story of the the Age of Calamity, albeit in you know in that style of gameplay. So I, I don't know, but I mean for me, I'd probably I'd probably get some. I'd probably prefer some DLC. But what do you think? Yeah, it, it, it is a tough scenario because when I think about it, I think about the idea like 
the little hints and yeah. info blurbs that we were given in Breath of the Wild one of just, you know, the epic war. And when I think of the gameplay of Breath of the Wild, I'm like, I don't think you could really have an epic war. Yeah. With that style of gameplay, like my weapons would be breaking. I'd be picking up spears off the battlefield and throwing them. That actually sounds cool now, but <laughs> um, like, damn, that sounds awesome. Right. But the Warrior games that hack and slash hundreds of characters on screen at the same time when they're in these awesome battles performing these flashy techniques and abilities. Yeah. That feels like a war. That's like what I would envision this, you know, this legendary battle of good versus evil kind of, you know, looking like and taking place as you have the soldiers of Hyrule yeah. fighting against the moblins and the skeletons and stuff. And it has to have that epic feel. And I think the Hyrule Warriors delivers that better than what Breath of the Wild could. And to support Port Hyrule Warriors in this stance is this isn't being developed by the Breath of the Wild development team, mm -hmm. which frees them up to just focus on Breath of the Wild 2. This is a really good had point. They, yeah. Like, had they made this expansion or the standalone DLC, it means they would have taken resources of Breath of the Wild 2 and potentially would have pushed that game's release further out. While this is made by, you know, Omega Force and Koei Tecmo, the Zelda team. I'm sure they put some input. They probably wrote the story, gave some guidance, gave the outline. Do you think Anuma has any any influence on this release at all as far as executive producer or just someone who's overseeing it in some capacity? Yeah, I'm sure he's like overseeing. He's probably a consultant on, you know, certain areas. Probably some of the combat, the weapons and stuff. He doesn't want this game to outshine, you know, like Breath of the Wild 2's combat where it's like, well, that sucks to go to this now. Because I remember when they were talking about Breath of the Wild development, they looked at Hyrule Warriors. And they're like, well, we don't want our Link to look terrible compared to this one. Yes. So they use some of that influence. So I could see there was definitely some, you know, communication and guidance and stuff being shared between the two teams. And I think that's why this game has a chance to be something really special. And like my only gripe against it, and this is just a gripe to literally have a gripe, <laughs> is that you have 12 million plus fans of Breath of the Wild. And this is just, it's a Warriors game. Yep. So you're going to have a fraction who are not going to have any interest in this game whatsoever. And that's where it's unfortunate that it isn't a standalone DLC for Breath of the Wild. Because yep. those fans would have likely invested in it. But, you know, they can buy Breath of the Wild 2. They can find out the story of this game through a friend. They can read it online. They can watch a YouTube stream. And, you know, hopefully that kind of happens if they just really have no interest in this gameplay whatsoever. That's my only gripe is that you are going to lose a certain percentage of the fan base just due to the genre. Yes. But, you know, at the same time, I do think this genre type and this style of gameplay suits what this game is supposed to be about better than breath of the wild itself so yeah well maybe I'm happy maybe, think, maybe think maybe think about it a different way rather than losing you know some of your fans because they don't want to play a warriors game think of another way like you're gaining you're gaining more people and getting more acceptance into the warriors style game you know that's true like that's a good point if if, if this is going to be the most open and you know easy to access warrior style game um i think a lot more people are going to jump on board with this one this will be the game that a lot of people experience for the first time you know with that particular engine and i think you know that's probably the way nintendo is thinking about this yeah that's a good point i mean it's definitely an exciting release for this holiday this has that holiday flair yep. like it's zelda it's a prequel to breath of the wild 
it's going to tide us over until Breath of the Wild 2. This is that big holiday game that they've needed this year. It's definitely more exciting in terms of holiday prospects than 3D All-Stars, at least in my opinion. And, you know, like, bravo, Nintendo. You dropped this out of nowhere. You got a lot of people excited. I'm excited for this release. I can't wait to play it. I put in hundreds upon hundreds of hours in Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this. That trailer has me excited. I can't wait to blow up Moblins and watch structures collapse due to the explosion. So I'm already invested. Bring on November. Yep, absolutely. And we have a few Streamlabs questions to go over this week. First, we had a dollar donation from Matthew Hammond who wrote, the Streamlabs link was not in last week's episode. You are correct. I forgot to put it in when you made this donation, but I fixed it immediately after. <laughs> Matthew Hammond then donated an additional $3 and asks, Why can Nintendo not figure out how to make Super Mario Maker 2 successful? Was it too few updates too late? Or is it people do not like playing other people's levels and prefer a professional game designer's levels? Both. Yeah, it's a, it's a situation of the two where they did update it too late at least in terms of meaningful updates and substantial new content and it was also the interface the interface on the switch wasn't as user-friendly as what we had on the wii u due to the gamepad and i think is the appeal and that lure of creating your own levels had kind of faded from super mario maker one to maker two and you do you want to play well-crafted levels not those weird levels that people play that are just annoying yeah. they're not even challenging they're just cheap and that gets very grating. So it was definitely a combination of the two. If they do make a Mario Maker 3, which I'm kind of suspecting they may not because Mario Maker 2 wasn't as massive of a success as they had anticipated. They cut off support fairly quick. Mm -hmm. I think they kind of have to reevaluate how they approach it in many ways. I I would agree. I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, Mario Maker and Mario Maker 2 are very great pieces of tech and really bring a lot of new things to the table but at the end of the day like you said people just want to play levels good levels of the game they just want to jump in and experience that and you know that you you don't want to like load up a game and have to work you know and i think that's that's something they have to figure out if they're going to um you know bring out another one of those games i'm sure they'll 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 they haven't you know put that whole franchise or to bet or anything like that i think it, it still exists but i think mm-hmm. yeah whatever comes next will require some some you know more thinking as to how they can make it more mainstream and, and successful yeah they can't just look at the blueprint of Mario maker one and two and yeah. just make a three from that they have to kind of redraw the blueprints and rebuild a new project from it because right. There is potential there. It just felt like Mario Maker 2 was too much of the same old yep. compared to Mario Maker 1. And in some ways, it was just inferior in the way you had to actually interact to create your levels. So they do have a challenge moving forward to make a third one. But I'm sure they do revisit the franchise at some point. We then had a dollar donation from Retro Librium, who said, Hey, guys, how likely, how likely do you think this is? Switch Pro releases with Nintendo 64 games with Super Mario 64 on Nintendo Switch Online and is bundled with one or three months of it. To not devalue Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo decided Super Mario 64 from Super Mario 3D All-Stars will only be 4x3, limited release, so more subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online. Um, I think the likelihood of that is slim. I would agree. 
yeah uh, sounds like yeah. too much work for nintendo so no <laughs> yeah it's i understand your line of thinking here but it'd be more valuable to nintendo to hd and 64 releases and release them yeah individually or in packages than to just keep it especially nintendo switch online at 20 dollars a year you'd want you'd probably have to increase that price to maybe 30 dollars a year which yeah. at some people some people might finally realize it's not that good of a value anymore but and i still i, think- I still question n64 on the online service anyway we don't uh-huh. have game boy advance we don't have game boy i think there's a pecking order as far as what that will be and i I, I still think that n64 doesn't quite yet fit that at the moment but we'll see yeah i think game boy would be the next platform in line i mean i'm certainly open to n64 games especially if they add the online like they've done to the super nes games where we can play online with friends i mean imagine playing like golden eye online multiplayer Ooh. of course golden eye would have to be part of the package and <laughs> not even sure if that can happen but it would be exciting <laughs> i then had a five dollar donation from skit till les i think that's how you pronounce it if i got it wrong again i do apologize who writes hi nate and mvg i want to remind the world how wonderful the wii's punch out game was I would love a sequel on the Switch, but I'm nervous with Luigi's Mansion 3 doing as well as it did that next level games may just become the Luigi's Mansion guys. That's a realistic concern to have because next level games does have a pretty vast roster of software for Nintendo. Remember, these were the same people who made Super Mario Strikers, an outstanding soccer game on the GameCube. The Wii one wasn't quite as good, and they haven't returned to that franchise. Punch-Out! Punch-Out! is a series that, yeah, it's fun to me. I love the Punch-Out! games. It's also a game that may not work well in today's current political environment due to some of the racial and prejudicial caricatures of some of the characters. Mm -hmm. But that can be addressed. I mean, it's not that hard not to make a stereotypical character in a boxing game. But I would love for them to revisit, I mean, the Punch-Out! series. Little Mac is a character in Smash Brothers on the Wii U and in Smash Ultimate, so people are aware of the character. And, you know, it's always been a fun puzzle-based boxing game. You have to figure out the timing. You have to figure out how to counter those, you know, enemies, the opponents. And it's a lot of fun when you do, so hopefully they do return to it. I don't want to see Next Level just be the Luigi Mansion team. They are a talented studio. They can... They can be given any franchise and find success. And then we had the $100 donation from Shamsa. No message. Thank you, everyone, who made a donation on Streamlabs. We appreciate your generosity and support, as always. I'd like to thank MVG for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Nate. And uh, hopefully uh, next conversation will be about either Sony or Microsoft. We'll see. Yes, we are hopeful that Sony is <laughs> announcing the price and release date of the PlayStation 5 in the very near future. Nintendo keeps and... dropping news, man. We, we got to keep covering this stuff. You know? <laughs> they do. Every week, it's Nintendo who's talking. <laughs> we want Sony and Microsoft to talk. We want to cover them, but it's Nintendo who keeps giving us stuff. You can find MVG's channel linked in the description below. If you enjoyed this video, give it a like. If you didn't, give it a dislike. And let us know your thoughts on Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Nintendo Directs for 2020. And when we will hear more about Breath of the Wild 2 in the comment section below. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.